When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Welcome to the program, everyone. This is Red Sox Beat, of course. I am Jared Scali, and long time since he was joining me, but I am rejoined now by Nathan Rollins. Nathan, how are you today, my friend? Couldn't be happier to be back. Long time, but you've been busy, but uh, had Jess Thomas on the last couple of weeks. Chris Hogan of Baseball Central filled in one week as well. I want to thank them, but Nate is joining me back again this week. Uh, fans don't want to want you to re- fans. I want to remind you, excuse me, for semi-regular updates and breaking news for CLNS Radio. Look no further than the CLNS fans e-blast text on board to four two eight two eight for free coverage delivered directly to your inbox, or you can go to our website clnsradio.com backslash team feed and you can choose your team there and get all the updates directly from us to you. It's a great service. Go on, suggest you use it. It's good stuff. Um, that being said, again, I'm joined by normal co-host Nate Rollins today. Uh, lots to talk about. Winter meetings are in full effect. Um, obviously, big story of the week and kind of dragging along story is John Lester, where he's going to go. Uh, chances are, if you're listening to this, you're probably listening to it after he had signed, but oh well, we're going to talk about it anyway because it's Monday. Uh, the reports are out there that he is signing, but most likely going to make his decision on Tuesday. And according to Sean McAdam of lovely Comcast Sportsnet up here in New England, he is waiting on a, either a team to give him a seventh year or $150 million or try to go north of $150 million. So I, that's going to be his agent talking, I think, Nate. But I'm intrigued to see. Um, we're going to do a quick recap of, in, a, in a few seconds here uh, of what you missed. I want to get your reaction on all the big stories because you haven't even been on since Pablo and Hanley both signed. So I want to get your reaction on those. But we're going to start out with Lester just because it's the big news. Um, wh- what are your thoughts on Lester? Because if those reports are true of a team that want them waiting for a team to go 150 or seven years, you got to think the Dodgers are now the head of that, head of that bunch. Yes, I, I certainly do think the Dodgers and Yankees uh, both are the head of that bunch. I mean, they're the teams that are going to ponder up the most money, and, you know, it's going to come down to what's, what's Lester want? Does he want to win? Does he want to come back to Boston? Does he want to go to L.A., be the star there, be the star over there? 
make all the money, and not really know if you're going to win. I mean, it's, it's going to be a bidding war, and I think the bidding war is going to be between the Red Sox, Dodgers, and Yankees, and I think the, the final two teams are ultimately going to be the Red Sox or Yankees, and, I, you know, I hope he comes back. Uh, I hope his heart's still here, but, you know, I am worried. I'm, I know Henry met with him in Atlanta a few days ago. Uh Signs are pointing to the Red Sox making a higher offer to Lester. So if they can they can make that seven year, one hundred and fifty million dollar offer, um, you know I'm all for it. I mean this is a guy who was the anchor of this staff for multiple years. I mean his postseason numbers are extraordinary. So I would really be disappointed if he did not return to the Red Sox, and I'd be shocked if he doesn't end up in Boston or New York. Yeah, and this just makes everyone think about how much they really screwed up. That being the Red Sox, that. Um when they offered him that crap offer of $70 million over four years just to give him something. And obviously he said no, thought it was a joke, got traded away, and now here we are. The Red Sox ponied up at all for that first offer back then. We wouldn't even be having a discussion because he'd already be under the books and he would never have left. So this, the Red Sox are, ha- are really going to have to warm back to the Red Sox fans here and really kind of make up for where they lost. They're obviously going to have to pe- pony up more than they would have if they just dealt with it then instead of pushing it to now and really not giving him what he's deserved. Um I think, for me, it's going to be, it really comes down to, I mean, look, the Cubs, Red Sox, Giants, Dodgers are the four that I'm really thinking. Uh, obviously, you really can't count off the Yankees, but I haven't heard anything about that except for that one report that came out. So, obviously, I can't count them out, but I really don't think it's going to be there. I really think it's going to be between those four I listed. Um, Cubs might be out now. I I don't know. I might, go, might be a little too steep for him. I know Theo really wants him, but for me, I don't see him playing in L.A. as much money as they're going to offer because... I really, I mean, I really don't see him playing in L.A. It's not that kind of guy. I think he's either going to go to San Francisco, where it's the closest he can get to Tacoma, Washington, without playing for the Mariners. So, I, and that's obviously where he's from. So I don't, I think if he wants to go there and be close to home and still have a chance to win, I think you're going to go to the San Francisco Giants. But I think he's asked, he's going to have to realize too that you might win first here because of what the Red Sox are trying to do just this off season to really be relevant again next year. So I think signing Pablo and Hanley really helped. Obviously, the Red Sox players, specifically Ortiz, is, are really pushing for them. I know Ortiz talked to ownership and said you really and made comments as well, saying you have to really, really need to sign Lester. We want that guy back. We need him back. Obviously, everyone's pushing for Lester, but the reports today that he wants over 150 or a seventh year, I think it's going to come down between the Red Sox and the Giants. And then from there, I don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure he's honestly by now. I'm sure he already has it down to two teams. He's really just waiting to hear back to see that money value, if he can get that third, maybe third team, whether that be the Dodgers or the Yankees, to potentially get over the 150 in seven years. And I think if they're not willing to do it, he might go to the other team, which potentially I think is going to be the San Francisco Giants. At this point, the longer it takes for him to make a decision, which at the beginning of this, Nate, he wanted he wanted to be done before the winter meetings. Now it's dragging along more. It's now leaked into the winter meetings. I think, honestly, the longer it takes, the less likely the chance that he's coming back to Boston. Yeah, you make a good point, the longer it takes. And, you know, he made all these comments about taking the hometown discount to come back to Boston. Well, ha, we could have called his bluff back then. But uh, you do make a good point that uh, I, I can't see him playing in L.A. either. I mean, he's just not that type of guy. He's not that type of guy to go to a big team in L.A. And, you know, just, just play to play. A team that pays Matt Kemp extraordinary amount of money, and the guys you back up outfielder so I mean the, the, the LA is not the ideal place to play but 
And you mentioned San Francisco and going home. I don't know if going home would be much of an issue for him. I, I don't think that's that's what would draw uh, him to San Francisco. Um, you know, I mean, he's been he's been away from home for so long that I I just can't see that as a reason for him going there. And you know, I I like I said earlier, I really just think it's going to come down to the Red Sox and Yankees and. Uh, I you know I just hope the Red Sox land them because you got to feel for the players they got, they got the lineup and you know if they go into the next season with Clay Buckle says your ace you know you got to feel for them they're not going to be heading in a very good direction. I definitely don't see that happening as much as as much as they're not they they're they're spending and all this stuff I I they're not going to go too high I know they they're going to get pitching though I don't think they're going to let the rotation stay where it is now whether if they even if they don't get Lester I think they have something else up their sleeves I think they they would be the favorites to land Cole Hamels if they, if they didn't get Lester so they're going to get somebody it's just a matter of who it is and obviously everything in this offseason is really moving slow stay since away the signing from of <laughs> I would rather not get him. I'd obviously prefer Lester, but I think the biggest thing for me is that this, the whole offseason has been slowing down because everyone's waiting for Lester. So I think at this point, I know you said it to me before we came on here, Nate. I'm sick of it, I am, and I agree with you in that sense. I'm sick of it. I want this to be done with. I just need him to sign and be, and be over with and just get to signing, get on your team. If you have to move somewhere and get an apartment, do that and deal with it. Like I'm done with you at this point, Lester. Just come back to Boston and be done with it. But obviously that's going to happen within the next, whether within 24 hours potentially of us uh, doing this podcast. So obviously stay tuned on our website as well if you're listening to us before. If not, you'll obviously get that update right away as soon as it happens from any of us on Twitter, of course, or uh, get a quick update there on the website as well. But Nate, you haven't been here in a long time, and we we can sprinkle some more Lester and talk at the end as well, but you haven't been here even since Pablo and Hanley, and it's been a few weeks. So I, I'm curious. I'm going to I'm gonna run through a couple of big topics that you've missed, and I want to just get your general thoughts on them because Jess did a good job. Jess gave me his insight, but – you're my guy. You're my original co-host here. I want to get your thoughts. You've been here with me since the beginning here, so I want to get your thoughts. First, I want to know what your reaction was to Pablo Sandoval. I know we talked about it at length, about him potentially coming and how it would be okay and might not work out. It might work out. What do you think of Pablo Sandoval and what his contract is worth? I'm, I'm a little bit worried about Sandoval. Uh, you're talking about a guy who's 240 uh, pounds you got for five years. You know, if he, if he can control his eating and he can play, he can play that gold glove third, type of third base that he's been playing – you know, I'll be fine with him, but, you know, if he keeps putting on the weight, I am very worried that he will be out of shape and potentially out of a starting job in a few years. Um, you know, he's already very heavy and uh, to play third base. You do you do have to move a little bit, so it does worry me, but, you know, he brings a great attitude to the clubhouse. He's a veteran, uh, postseason experience, you know, those are all pluses when I look at him, and uh, he's going to be a great switch hitting bat in the middle of the order. Uh, don't forget about selling pandas there, Nate. Oh, yeah. Front office must yeah, love this one. Big. <laughs> uh, definitely going to see some pandas running around. Already do. Already seeing the pandemonium t-shirts, and it's it's already started, Nate. It's awesome. I love it. John I'm, I'm all behind. I'm all, love that. John Henry's going to put in some money in the back pocket, and none of it's going to the Boston Globe. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> Hanley Ramirez obviously is the more questionable one for most fans because we all kind of saw Pablo Sandoval coming even during the World Series. We talked about this. Nate. We knew he was coming. Here. We, they needed a left-handed third baseman or just a left-handed bat and a third baseman that killed two burns at one zone. It made the most sense for this team. Obviously, Chase Headley was another option. It looks like he's going to the Yankees, but back to the Yankees. But Hanley Ramirez was kind of a either-or situation. Go get Hanley or go get Pablo. They ended up getting both of them. And now you have Hanley Ramirez coming in as your left fielder what 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 do you think of that contract, Nate? Because it was a pretty sizable contract, but not terrible. 
and obviously people don't worry about him staying on the field. I think he is the better player compared to Pablo Sandoval. If both healthy and staying on the field, obviously big question marks. But I'm okay with the signing of Hanley. I don't know what you think, though. Yeah, I, I don't mind the signing of Hanley Ramirez either. I mean, this is a very athletic player. Uh, as you mentioned, you know, it's just it's just a matter of staying on the field. This is a guy who's been dealing with tons of injuries. I mean, he's missed tons of time with the Dodgers, missed tons of time with the Marlins. And, you know, you're going to start to worry as he as he hits the shelf for the first time. Are we getting another Shane Victorino, or are we going to get a guy in left field who can, you know, potentially bat 280 to 290 and give you the 25 to 30 home runs? And, you know, uh, time will uh, tell what we're really going to get from him. But, you know, I do like the signing, but I was a little upset, though, because I do think the signing means Cespedes is out the door, and I just I just can't fathom them trading Cespedes. I mean, you know, as soon as the Sox acquired Cespedes uh, last season, you know, in my opinion, he instantly became one of the top two hitters on the team, you know, besides Ortiz. And, you know, to trade that power bat, that will really hurt this lineup. And, uh, it just does worry me uh, what this team will look like going into next year. Yeah, I'm not sold yet. Obviously, they needed offense. They needed they need really everything at this point, the way the team played last year and what they did at the deadline. But I think Hanley's a good start. I think they both were good starts, They and they really healed up the offensive issues. Um, I, I think the biggest thing was the pitching, and that's obviously what they waited on doing. But I think it was right for them. Again, my thoughts are just it was right to for them to just push forward and really move and um really set up themselves because they didn't they needed the offense and they those were probably two of the best bats on the market this year. Um obviously Nelson Cruz and Melky Cabrera, other names as well, but those two are top and they fitted their needs. So it was definitely I I'm okay with it. I'm okay with them spending money. I'm I'm really happy that they actually came out and said they'd go over the luxury tax for once. Because they never actually do that and now they're willing to do that. Um I don't think this is gonna turn into the Carl Crawford situation 2.0. I think this is going to be a better fit. I think they both want to be here. I think they they think they can thrive it. I think Haley Mears is really relishing the uh, opportunity to come here and really build on what could have been here at Fenway Park and same with Pablo Sandoval. His numbers can only improve coming and playing at Fenway as well. So I like those both of those signings. Um, Nate, another one that doesn't have Red Sox ties to it. Nelson Cruz signed with the Mariners while you're on your little hiatus as well. Uh, Four-year, $57 million contract. Uh, Melky Cabrera, which we'll get to later on, is also rumored to potentially going to the Mariners as well. But Nelson Cruz's contract, do, do you think it was foolish of him going to Seattle? Because I do. Uh, I don't think it's foolish for him to go to Seattle. I mean, Seattle's got a good little team. I mean, they got two little good pitches up there at the top of the rotation, Hernandez and Iwakuma. And, you know, they're building the lineup. Uh, you know, whenever you get a chance to play with Robinson Cano, that, that's a plus. And, you know, the Mariners had a, a very good year uh, last year, and they were very close to the playoffs. And, you know... Cruz is just going to add that next element. I, I know they're bringing the fences in this year even more. So, um, you know, he, he should have a big year in Seattle. Uh, I don't think Baltimore was going to give him the money, uh, to, quite frankly. And, um, you know, he went with the money. And, you know, I like I said, I think he'll be a very good fit in Seattle. I, that He brings that right-handed bat. I, honestly, as much as I I, I, I disagree with the whole, where he decided to go, I do think that they're going to be better than the Orioles anyway this year. So I think he chose... Even if the Orioles were to pony up, I'd, I highly doubt he would have stayed. I think that he saw the Mariners going on the upside and Baltimore kind of sliding down, like we, um, especially with Dan Duquette wanting out. Um, I think it's a big thing. I think he saw that also with 
uh, Robbie Cano there as well, and King Felix still pitching for them. I think it's a big deal for him. Um, the only, only reason why I have an issue with Nate is just because the hey, – like you said, they're bringing the fences in. Yeah, go for um, it. Uh, Ken Rosenthal, uh, breaking news. Uh, Lester reported will not sign with the Red Sox, and his decision will be between the Cubs and the San Francisco Giants. Oh, there it is. There it is. I'm actually, as much as I hate that decision, I'm happy that we broke it here on the show because now we don't have to worry about not being up on it. Wow. All right. He doesn't want to come back to Boston. There's that. Um, so you said Giants or the Cubs? Yep, according to Ken Rosenthal uh, nine minutes ago. All right. He's going to the Giants. <laughs> That's it. He's going to the Giants. He's going to the Bay. Yeah. Wow. I'm shocked. Yeah, I'm shocked too, but you know, we gotta move on. We gotta start uh start rebuilding pretty quick. <laughs> All right, you might you might be hearing some a uh, uh, little Cole Hamels rumor popping up in the next twelve hours then because that's that's a big deal, not getting Lester. They've been waiting that one out and uh it's definitely big news. That sounds like Red Sox aren't getting Lester back. Um You never know. You never know. That could be wrong. But Red Sox fans, I'm not gonna sit here and count them out, but uh you said Ken Rosenthal was the one to report it. Yes, sir. Yeah, that he's usually right on top of things. So uh, I'm going to count his money and count it as good money in the bank there. So I'm, I'm going to expect John Lester not to be deciding to come to the Red Sox um, as much as that's awful. Um, I think the Red Sox situation, real quick on that before I can go back to your thoughts. The Red Sox now are probably praying that he goes to the Giants because if they go to Chicago, if he goes to Chicago and they lost out to Theo, that's a big deal for them PR-wise. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if they do lose to Theo, that that like I said, that is a big move PR wise. I mean, you're looking at a guy Theo Epstein who was here, won two uh, World Series, and you know, really wants to do it with the Cubs. And I hope the best for him. But um, you know, getting a guy like Lester that will make his life ten times more easier. Uh, definitely. If Lester goes to the Cubs, which I mean, now seeing that they're still in it, I think that's a good chance it could happen too because. Going to the Cubs, get a fresh start, still with some history there as well, pitching at another great ballpark. Um, pitching in the National League, obviously, either way now, is going to really help him and only boost his numbers even more pitching in the National League, especially towards the tail end of his career. Um, it would fall right into the storylines of the Cubs, hiring Joe Madden to come in and really make a push, um, pushing for the playoffs this year, kind of making deals, having Theo be, be, making big moves. This is the first one, and... I, I think John Lester would fit both the Giants or the Cubs, but I, I do believe John uh, John Lester is going to be a Giants because how can you turn down pitching with Madison Baumgartner and, and pit, pl- living in San Francisco? I, I think it's the Giants. Yeah, uh, the Giants uh, definitely probably would be his best option. Uh, you know, I do think they're going to struggle offensively next year with the loss of Sandoval. You know, losing the four hitters is key, but you know, when you open the season with Baumgartner and Lester and then you whatever you can get from Kane and Lincecum, you know, that's just a plus. And, you know, they will have an extremely talented top two, you know. I, I'd say it would be the best in the league, you know. Those are two lefties nobody wants to face. Yeah, I, I can see the Giants being very enticing because he's obviously, like we've talked about, he's getting up there, he's in his 30s. So wanting to win as soon as possible, I highly doubt the Cubs are going to win um, within the next, I don't believe the Cubs will win in the next four years, five years, because I just think they're in the, beginning of an exciting rebuilding they're process coming. with Joe Madden coming in. They are coming, but I highly doubt that they're going to win before the San Francisco Giants win <laughs> again. So I think that's going to be a big, big part in the Leicester decision, whether he goes to the Cubs or the Giants. Um, yeah, I, def- I definitely think well, that, that's just shocking to me. Um, I'm surprised they pulled the Red Sox out that soon. 
but that being said, we could go keep an eye on it. Maybe we'll break some more here. But like right there, per Kevin Rosenthal, Giants and Cubs are the final two. John Lester is not coming back to Boston per the reports. Uh, you can definitely take Ken Rosenthal's uh, money to the bank there. Um, before that great piece of breaking news, good job, Nate. Welcome back. Wait, wait, hot takes right there by Nate Rollins. Um, talking about Nelson Cruz's contract and getting your thoughts on it because you weren't on when it came on. But like I, I was just saying that, man, the only thing I hate about him going there is just that even with the fences coming in, you're going to lose his power numbers. I think he's a phenomenal hitter. Um, clearly they're not worried about potentially him playing last year on the after effects of steroids and potentially his numbers coming down even more once they've been completely flushed out of a system. That's my worry between that and the, the bigger field. I'm surprised he went to there, but I can see it fitting as well. And if they do get Melky Cabrera, which again, we'll get to in a minute uh, in the show, but that's also another rumored potential as well. And he's potentially and the Mariners said they're willing to give Melky Cabrera the same contract they gave Nelson Cruz, which would be very enticing for Melky. Um, I can see that do, that lineup being very dangerous. Yeah, that lineup. Uh, I thought that lineup was a pretty good lineup last year. You know, they got a lot of guys, and um, Melky Cabrera is not the same guy when he was on steroids. But you know, he can he can bring that you know two hitter mentality. The guy that can get on base, bat around two uh, two ninety to three hundred. You know, he'll get you the thirteen. 15 home runs, and like I said, he'll get on base, and you know, that's really key to have a guy on base ahead of, um, you know, arguably two of the best hitters in power-wise in the league, and Cano and um, Cruz. Yeah, that, that, I think that could be a, a sneaky good team more than it even was last year. You're probably going to see them in the playoffs, especially because the A's are going to slip, I think, clearly, because Billy Bean is fire-sailing that entire roster. So, yeah. um, remarkable. I, it's remarkable what, what one year will do. I think he realized what he did trading for John Lester and kind of ruined it, and now he's just kind of getting rid of everybody. Um, but either way, it's definitely a, a, um, an interesting signing for Cruz and potentially Melky Cabrera. Um, yeah, so we can move on there for that. It was just a quick thing. Sorry, I'm a little lost for words here. I still have the Lester news swirling around my head. Um, but, yeah, so I also want to get your thoughts, Nate, and we'll kind of go into this one. Um, Andrew Miller signed with the Yankees. Now, he, it's a hefty contract, hefty contract over four years. Um, do you think there really was anyone else besides the Yankees, or do you think that he was kind of the best fan? Um, you know, when I looked at Andrew Miller and I heard what Andrew Miller was looking for, I could not think of any other team in the history of baseball who would give a guy with a career ERA of 4.91, four years, and $36 million. I just happened to know he would be going to the Yankees because, you know, you're looking at a guy who's who's just started to come into his all. I mean, his first season under a four ERA was in 2012. Um, he had a remarkable year last year. and uh, But, you know, one year I would not give somebody that amount of money. You know, and I've, I've watched Miller. He gets into a lot of full counts. He, he's a very erratic pitcher at times. And, you know, to give a guy who you're just going to set up set up the game, you know, you don't really have the closer in place, so you're going to bring back Robertson, is Pacantis going to be there? You know, it's a risky move by the Yankees, but, you know, they got the money, why not spend it? And getting one of the best arms last year, uh, left-handed arms, you know, that's a plus. So they did, they did improve. Yep, I agree. Um I think they like I I really do agree with that thought. They they are the ones to spend the money. They do need the bullpen help. I I think that they were going to be the the hot top dollar if you, Andrew Miller was looking to cash in, which he clearly was. So um, I think that 
Andrew Miller is going to succeed in New York. I think obviously he's proven that um I think he's really proven that he can pitch in the AL East and pitch well in under down the stretch. He pitched well in 2013, obviously in the World Series run for the Red Sox and throughout the whole season, really. And he was pitching great until he got traded to Baltimore, and then he pitched well for them down the stretch in the playoff push as well towards the ALCS, but obviously couldn't get past the hot Royals team. So I think the Yankees got a good pickup there, Might definitely overpaid for him. But either way, I think they got their guy, and they really wanted him, and they really pushed for him. But, uh, yeah, other news, of course, around the league here. Um, MLB Hot Style has been kicking it uh, pretty quiet since the Leicester news has been really breaking. But I think that you're going to see now, obviously, once Lester makes his decision, um, you're going to really see this whole just domino effect once Lester finally makes his decision. Um, and now I'm seeing, Nate, too, the reports that he didn't um, he didn't make his mind up yet between just get, not involving the Red Sox. But that was also from the words of his uh, agent, so I highly doubt that's true because his okay. agent, of course, would say that. So I, I have to believe the report. But once Lester makes his decision, the rest of the league is going to fall. You might see the Cole Hamels deal happen now over the winter meetings. If that was going to happen, you're going to see other players go. You might see Mike, Matt Kemp get traded. Mm-hmm. But before the winter before the winter meetings, we had an uh, Indians trade here, a couple trades. Indians um, acquired Brandon Moss, which is a pretty deal. Get your thoughts on that one. And uh, there's one more, too. What is it? Off the top? I just had it in my head. Crap. Oh, oh and um, the Cubs got – what's his name? Crap, oh, name Jason Jason Hamill, thank you. Um, Cubs got Jason Hamill back, who they traded to Oakland last year, but they just re-signed him. Um, people believe that the Hamill signing will also be enticing to Lester because it shows they're trying to get depth in their pitching rotation to come back. I don't know if Jason Hamill is going to be the reason why John Lester goes to the Cubs, but it definitely makes the roster better. It definitely makes the bottom end of that rotation better or the bullpen if they need him in there as well. So, um, But Indians got Brandon Moss from the A's. Again, the A's just handing away people. Um, he's getting $7.1 million this year, 76 home runs over the last Three years, he was in the mid-20s, I believe, last year. Um, what do you think of Brandon Moss going to Cleveland? Uh, Brandon Moss going to Cleveland, you know, that's a plus. You know, you're talking about a team in Cleveland that, you know, had Nick Swisher playing a lot of time last year, and, you know, he just really wasn't producing for them. And I believe, I think, uh, Swisher's a free agent uh, right now. So, you know, definitely a plus. Uh, Moss is a plus uh, hitter, a uh, very good left-handed bat. You know, he's, he's decent on defense. And like you said, it's just remarkable the fire sale that Oakland Oakland's having between Moss and uh, Josh Donaldson was a big shocker. You know, you got to question if Billy Bean's really getting back talent that is even close to the the same as he's trading. You know, a guy like Brett Laurie getting back from the Toronto Blue Jays. I, I looked at that deal and I said. You know, the Oakland's going to be nuts. They are not getting back nearly the talent that they traded away. Yeah, no, he is clearly just uh, – I feel like this is Billy Bean blowing off steam, uh, pissed at his players for not performing. And I think in about a month or so, he's going to realize what he's doing and probably not enjoy himself very much. But um, this is what happens. You can't afford players in Oakland, and you potentially need to get some value for him. But you're not getting value for him, which is the problem, like you said. You're not getting much return um, – Josh Donaldson trade didn't get much back for him, got Lowry, but Donaldson's obviously better. He did not need to trade Donaldson away, and you still did. Uh, but that was reportedly a rift between the two, and uh, apparently Billy Bean had an issue with Donaldson, and that's why he was traded. But I don't really, I don't think that's a good enough reason to trade someone. Uh, we dealt with we dealt with Manny Ramirez for years, but we still, but we didn't, but he and he helped us win, so it's hard to really back 
um, Billy Bean for that. Uh, Brandon Moss, though, is a good, good player. Definitely had some success with Oakland. And, uh, Tito's getting a good player who he knows because he was coming up and he was from the Red Sox system. So um, definitely a good sign. I think a good trade there for Cleveland. Um, what do you think about Hamilton of the Cubs? Uh, you know, I like uh, Hamilton of the Cubs, too. You know, it's definitely an upgrade of what they have. You know, Hamilton. ERA is playing guy who's an NL pitcher. You know, he's a ground ball pitcher. And, he, you know, he pitches good in Wrigley Field. And, you know, that's key. I think he has an ERA under three at Wrigley Field. And um, you could definitely tell, though, when the Cubs did trade him to Oakland, of course, Billy Bean, um, you know, he, he just wasn't fitting in the AL, you know. He's He's the prototypical NL pitcher, you know, uh, ground ball pitcher. He likes to pitch to the pitcher. You know, he's not a guy you can see out there logging serious innings going against the DH. As to why he kind of struggled when he was in he was in Baltimore uh, until his final year where he almost cracked the All-Star team. So, um, you know, Hamill's going to be an upgrade for the Cubs. Uh, and uh, I'd like to see where they go from here. You know, if they do miss out on Lester... Um, you know, will they be active for Chris Sale, uh, Jeff Samaja? I, I just read a report uh, saying if the Red Sox wanted to uh, get Jeff Samaja, it is going to cost them uh, Devin Marrero. So you start to wonder now what Oakland's looking from the Red Sox. Uh, the I guess Red Sox can't rip off Oakland like other teams. But, um, you know, I, I like the deal for the Cubs all around. Uh, it, it's yeah. definitely an upgrade. Yeah, I do like the Cubs deal there. Um, I think they really wanted Hamill back, knowing he was going to be a free agent. I don't think they thought that the A's were really going to sign him when he um, – were really going to keep him when they traded him away. I thought they realized they had a chance to get him back. So I think it's a good situation for them. Um, to piggyback off that thought of Justin Marja, because you said that the Red Sox, which I'm reading now too as well, um, they would insist – the A's would insist on the inclusion of Devin Marrero. Um I think they're playing the name up a little bit there because Jeff Samarja is good, but he's not that good. And um, as much as now I'm okay with really, I, I'm also willing to trade Devin Marrero. I really am um, to get the right piece back, especially if I'm okay with even get, sending him to um, Philly if, that, if that's what it took. I don't care to get Cole Hamels, but you got to make sure you're getting a good value back if you're getting letting Devin Marrero slide out of your fingers. Um, Jeff Samarja, I think, is a National League pitcher. Um, the rumors are now that the White Sox are the leaders in that race. Um, he did he did pitch in Chicago before with the Cubs. Obviously, I don't think that has anything to do with it because he's not the one making the trade. So I think that Jeff Samarja might, is probably going to end up a White Sox, but I don't even think I really want him here at this point. I think the Red Sox, even without Lester, can do a lot better than Jeff Samarja. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with you. I'm not a, I'm not a big fan of Jeff Samarja either. I mean, yeah, he pitched to a 3.14 ERA in Oakland, but, you know, when he came there, it took him a while to adjust. And, you know, you got to start to wonder, is he really a big market pitcher? Uh, I, I just don't think he is. I, I don't think he'd fit with the Red Sox. And, um you know, I would stay away from him, too, but a name I just want to throw out there, and I've seen the Rangers uh, very interested in this guy, is uh, Tyson Ross. And Tyson Ross had a phenomenal year last year with um, with the Padres. You know, he, he was 13-14, and 14, but he had a 2.81 ERA. You know, he's phenomenal. He made the All-Star team, and uh, I just don't see why the Red Sox aren't in on a guy like this. He wouldn't cost an arm and a leg, and, you know, he, he would be a very good two-pitcher, and this is a guy along with Andrew Kashner who 
I, if I'm the Red Sox, I'm I'm making some phone calls to the Padres too because you know if they're going to take on Matt Kemp, they're going to get a few guys out of there. Yeah, I think th- that's a good idea, especially if they're going to take Matt Kemp, which it seems like they are. It seems like the Kemp is the likely place. The uh, Padres are the likely place for weird Kemp to spot. go. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird situation, but it seems like that's the likely place for Kemp to drop. Um, obviously, he beca- he's becoming the odd man out there in. Um, Odd man out there in the Dodgers outfield. Uh, quick update on the Lester situation: Sean McDadden tweeting out that the, the Red Sox, if the Red Sox are indeed out on Lester, they haven't been told that yet, and that they still their meeting is still scheduled with his reps and himself tonight, or his GM, his reps tonight in San Diego at the meeting. So um, they might still be pitching that one more meeting, but who knows with that one? But that's the most updated situation we have as of scrolling through Twitter to see if that could happen. Um, and uh, the Lester agents, word for word, says that it's absolutely untrue in quotes. So we'll see. If that's, we'll see. But I, again, I do believe Ken Rosenthal is usually not wrong. Um, but yeah, I, I do think that the Red Sox need to be out on Samarja. I'm not a fan of him. I think we've talked about this before. I I just don't like his the, the way he. I don't really mind the way he pitches, but I just don't think he grinds well enough, and I just don't think he has the talent and the stuff to pitch in the um, the AL. Never mind the AL East. Um, but uh, there's a, bu- a bunch of rumors thrown around Major League Baseball, Samarja being one of them. Obviously, Cole Hamels is waiting and sitting and waiting and seeing if he's going to be traded or not. Um, I don't know why the Phillies are even entertaining trading him. I get that they're rebuilding, but other than that, they have the money to spend to keep them and build faster rather than slower, and that seems like they're taking the small market approach as well. They're not paying guys over there. It seems like they want to get people out and redo everything. Oh, well, they're paying guys over there, but they're paying guys like Ryan Howard, and, uh, you know, they were paying Papabon, who who just didn't produce for them. And, you know, you got to yeah. look at Philly, and they, they're just a mess. They're just paying the wrong guys. You know, Utley, uh, you got to think of the money they're giving Utley. You know, he's still good, but he's not, he's not an elite second baseman, not a guy that will scare you anymore. You know, they're in a rough shape, and they they are playing like a small market team. I did read a report uh, a couple days ago that they were in on Max Scherzer. So, you know, you got to think if they're going to get Max Scherzer, does that mean they're going to ship out Cole Hamels, or does that mean they're going to have both of them? You know, time will tell, but I think before Cole Hamels gets traded, I, I think Max Scherzer will sign. That's just my opinion. Uh, yeah, I kind of have to agree because I feel like all of the potential teams that are potentially in on Cole Hamill, especially the Red Sox, um, are really need really need him. And the Phillies kind of have the leverage there; they 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 can keep him if they want. And I think the big thing is if what they plan on doing, if they plan on if they can get if they think they can get Scherzer, which I have seen the reports as well, if they think they can get Scherzer, then I would just keep him and kind of move forward with what you have and potentially try to rebuild fast and just patchwork it like the Yankees try to do. But if they really, if they don't think they're going to add another starter, I think you have to reboot almost. And I think um, I, don't, I don't think you're ever going to get rid of um, Ryan Howard's contract easily. I mean, some team would take him. I don't know if they're willing to trade him or not. I haven't seen anything, obviously, but I don't think there's anything really out there. Um, but I, I, if if they really want to rebuild, they'd have to get rid of Ryan Howard too. Um, I think they would really have to start fresh and keep and just kind of take the long haul and be bad for a long time, even though they've kind of been bad for a while now anyway. Um, but yeah, they've been getting. It's kind of like the Angels were in the beginning stages of the the big player contracts, where the, the players just weren't producing when they were paying Pujols, when they were paying Mike Trout, when he wasn't producing, when they were paying Josh Hamilton, and that offense wasn't producing. It's kind of like that, only like 
t- multiply that uh, disgusting factor by like 10, and that's pretty much what you're getting with Phillies right now with those, those contracts. So um, I think it's tough, but I think they're going to have to end up hitting the reboot button on that one. Um, another big one, Nate, coming up, a lot of stuff going on with the winter meetings is potential, potential Braves, uh, Justin Upton, potentially, uh, and Evan Gaddis as well, um, potentially a trade bait possibility for the Braves. Obviously, we know the Braves are kind of kind of rebrand themselves here. Obviously, they're getting the ballpark, but it seems like they're kind of backing away here and not trying to be, they're trying to kind of rebuild quicker rather than sooner because they're the Braves, but um, I think they're they're willing to listen to Justin Upton trades there. Yeah, I, I don't see why they wouldn't. I mean, you know, they, they don't seem like they're going anywhere next year in the immediate future, so you get a guy like Justin Upton who, who can get 30 home runs, and, you know, if a team feels like they can – they can make a run next year. Why not trade him? You know, why not see what you can get back? And, you know, a team like San Diego with all the uh, young talent they have, you know, that seems like an ideal spot to send a guy like that. Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, I think the big um, – I, th- I think it's a good spot. I, th- I think I think the A's just really need to – I'm not the A's, excuse me, the Braves. Um, I think it's a good idea to, to consider getting rid of Justin Upton. Obviously, they trade uh, Hayward earlier in the offseason – I think the big thing for them is just going to be um, really figuring out how quick they think they can rebuild because if they think they're going to have a little more uh, a little more time before they can really produce and be good again and be the Braves that we all come to know and love in the past years or hate. I don't know if you like the Braves or not. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I think it's a good thing to listen to if you were them because you can get some serious value back for Justin Upton right now and that could help you really speed up your process of rebuilding if that was the route you were going um other small small news Nate um just quick the Diamondbacks signed uh Yasumani Thomas to a six-year deal I think that is a good one I think the Diamondbacks have I think they like him a lot and he's he, I think he's going to help them produce obviously the Diamondbacks aren't as good but uh Yasumani Thomas is a good guy to have yeah, he's going to be a good guy to have. And, you know, a team that has Goldschmidt and Trumbo, you know, that that's going to be a, that's going to be a nice addition to them. And, um, you know, that definitely lengthens, lengthens their lineup. Excuse me. And uh, you got to start to wonder, you know, what they're going to be doing for pitching. You know, they got Miley at the top of that rotation. Are they going to look to add a pitcher? You know, we don't know. So they could be another team who's playing, uh, potentially a big player in this market. Yeah, I have to agree on that one. Um Diamondbacks have had success of being good, obviously, but they just kind of rebuilding for a while. But it seems like they're trying to slowly get their way out of it. Um, one thing I saw earlier, Nate, and I was intrigued by this. Um, one because of the name, and he's pitched before and he's pitched well. But I think a big guy for me, I don't, I don't know if I really want to, but it's definitely worth poking around, potentially bottom of the rotation, depending on what they do the rest of the way. The Red Sox, that is. But um, the A's are possibly willing to uh, part ways with Scott Cashmere as well. Obviously, that yeah, and yes, people, that is the same Scott Cashmere who pitched for the Rays all those years. Who, for some reason, you could not solve. Same guy, um, kind of revitalized his career out in Oakland and was pitching well last year. Um, what do you think? Do you think one? Okay, I'll ask this two ways. First, do you think he'd be a good fit in Boston? Nope. Not at all. Nope. Nope. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, All right. Well, I have to agree. I don't unless he was like your fifth starter. Then no. Um, I think obviously if you want him as a fifth starter, you'd have to give up like nothing for him. Um, they, I think the A's are just kind of looking to dump him at this point. I'm okay. I'd be cool with it as a fifth starter. I saw rumors. I don't think it's going to happen. But I was just curious to see what 
your interest level was clearly absolutely negative zero. Nothing. Uh, I just I just think this is going to be a guy who's going to come in here. He'll give you a few good starts at the beginning of the season. You know, he he just seems like not a durable pitcher to me. He just seems like the guy. He seems um I don't know what word I want for this, but he he just seems like he's going to give us what Beckett gave us his last year. Just you know a, a suck attitude. You know a suck mentality. You know really no work ethic and a guy who you're going to definitely be able to know when he wants out of town. And, you know, he's had astronomical ERAs his past couple of years and, you know, finally settled down for one year. But, you know, I'm not completely sold on him. He kind of uh, faded a little bit at the end of last year. So I would stay far away from him. I'd be happy with Joe Kelly as the fifth star. <laughs> Much happier with Joe Kelly than oh, yeah. Mark Hasmer. Completely agree with the Joe Kelly thought. I think Joe Kelly is going to be a very underrated pitcher going into the season. I think people are going to figure out what he's about. Um, most people around here probably don't know what he did in Seattle, but he, I mean, not Seattle, St. Louis, but he was, was successful, and I think that was a good return, uh, especially for a guy like Lack. You just didn't want to be here. Anyway, um, I think uh, one other thought I wanted to get from you, too, is uh, potential. I heard rumors of potential Justin Masterson being a reliever where he goes, um, and but I think I want him to be a starter if he comes here. Um, Red Sox met with his uh, people, and I believe he was there as well to talk with him already. And I believe he's meeting with a few other teams at the winter meetings this week. Um, one, I know we've already talked about Justin Masterson, but do you like the idea of him being a reliever coming here, like the report suggests, or would you want him being a starter at the end of the rotation? Uh, you know, Justin Masterson's a guy who I don't really get excited over. You know, he, he I wouldn't really necessarily go out and trade for him as a starter. Excuse me, sign him as a starter or reliever. I'm. It's just. It's just another guy who we're gonna throw in the bullpen, and you know, kind of just let him go his own way. You know, can he pitch his way into the rotation, or is he gonna? Is he gonna set up as more of that that bullpen arm? And um, you know, he, he just doesn't intrigue me a ton. Uh, I I like the kid. He's a very nice kid. I've actually met him before, but you know, I just I just wouldn't go too far if I was the Red Sox to get Masterson. Like I said, you know, we have better internal options like Wilson, Webster, I, you know, yep. Kelly, Renato. I, I just like the guys we have in-house rather than going out and getting a guy like Masterson. But that's just my opinion. Yeah, no, I kind of have to agree. Unless Masterson comes in pretty cheap, I'm not a fan of it. Um, I think he can come in cheap depending on how much the other teams who are interested actually drive up the price and actually really want him. Um, he was coming in and having a successful year, but um, – I think overall, I think that he really did a good job with the uh, situation. And I think just St. Louis kind of wasn't the great form. He didn't really get a chance. They didn't pitch in the playoffs. So uh, that will kind of screw him over as well. Uh, but Masters is definitely, just, definitely someone to keep an eye on. He'll probably potentially have a chance of him going somewhere quickly during the winter meetings as well. Um, one thought I also thought of, Nate, when you mentioned the Cubs again, um, no one really has brought up Jake Peavy. Obviously, it's going to be a quiet thought, but there's a good chance if Lester goes to the Cubs, Jake Peavy might fall off. Yeah, Jake Peavy could follow. Um, you know, Jake Peavy's another guy who's just who's an NL pitcher, as we know, and you know he can just really lengthen your rotation. You know, when you have Jake Peavy as your essentially. Uh, probably would fit in the range of four to five starter, you know, that's pretty good. That That's a pretty uh, lengthy rotation. And, um, you know, I think Jake Peavy's going to go somewhere where he can win another World Series. I don't think he's going to go to a team where the money is or a team to rebuild. And, you know, I don't blame him. You know, this is a guy who's probably only got two years left. Uh, you yep. know, his eyesight's not very good. And, you know, 
I could see him with the Cubs. I could see him going to the White Sox again. You know, the White Sox do mm-hmm. look like they're going to be a pretty good team. You know, Arizona, you know, Atlanta could want to lengthen that rotation even more. So, um, you know, lots of options for Jake Peavy. I think he's going to be a uh, hot name in a few weeks. Yeah, I think a few weeks down the road, his, his name's going to pop up some more. Um, I also wouldn't put it past them if Lester does sign with the Giants to potentially re-up with the Giants to go after another World Series title with his good friend and uh, obviously former teammates here in Boston. Um, I was joined by Frank Conti earlier. Um, obviously couldn't join us here live on the show, but I want to play that for you guys uh, quickly before the end of the show here. So Frank Conti uh, will join us here. I'm going to play that for you right now, and I hope you enjoy. I am now joined by Frank Conti. He is the producer and host for 27 Outs, uh, covering MILB, uh, minor league baseball, MILB, and all the prospects down there. It's a podcast. You should check it out. Uh, his Twitter handle is at Frank Conti, F-R-A-N-K, Frank Conti, C-O-N-T-I-13. Uh, he knows his baseball. He knows his prospects. Uh, glad to have him on. I've been trying to get him on. I'm glad he can get him on this week. Frank, how are you doing today? Great, great. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Uh, definitely know your baseball. Glad that you can come on and chat for a little bit. Um, big news of the winter meetings, of course, and we'll get right to it, is uh, John Lester here with him uh, before deciding he's probably going to be on and choosing his team by Tuesday uh, with other reports. Um, where do you think Lester will end up? Because it, there's a report out there now per uh, CSNNE up here in Boston that He's looking. His agent's looking for some a deal north of 150. What do you What do you think Lester ends up doing, Frank? Um, I think there's three teams. One of them might have just fell out. I think the Cubs were one of them, but I think with them getting our goal, that they might not be in that market. But I think I think Dodgers or Boston. I think it's going to come down to those two. Yeah, I, I have to agree. Um, I think the Dodgers are, the, are going to be the ones who would definitely sail over the 150 mark. So I, you have to think that the, that that would be the team that they're probably waiting on. And um, I would do. You, are you discounting San Francisco altogether? Um, you know, I, I you can never count San Francisco out of anything. They just seem to do like come out of blue out of anywhere. Winning the World Series, getting to the playoffs, you know, just everything. I mean, they do everything at the last minute. It seems like. I wouldn't count them out, but I just think the over jump to Dodgers at this point, and then Boston, where his, I know his heart's still in Boston. So you have to beat out his heart and then beat out his wallet, which will be in L.A., and I don't know if the Giants could do that. Yeah, I have to agree. I think I think the Giants, what, the only thing that really entices the Giants, with the Giants is that it's close to home and you still get a chance to win, but I think his heart is set in Boston. For me, I think he's still in, coming to Boston, but we'll definitely find out as that ticks down. Now, if the Red Sox don't get Lester. If he decides to go to the Dodgers or he does go to San Francisco, whether whether or not he goes anywhere but Boston, if what are the Red Sox backup plans? Do you like the Cole Hamels idea? Do you think it's Cueto? What do you think they're looking at if they don't get Lester? Cole Hamels ain't bad. I think Boston's one of those teams that could almost like the Braves, they could pick up anybody and they do good. Um, you know, I know last year wasn't the year Boston fans expected, but I, I wouldn't doubt out Cole Hamels, but I also, you know, I think that Shields and um, and maybe even Price are a little, you know, underneath the rug type guys. You know, maybe they could swoop in and grab. I don't know. Um, they'll get somebody. Boston's determined to get back to the top of that uh, division this year. So, don't if you're a Boston fan, I want to be worried because they'll get somebody. Yeah, you definitely can't be worried. There's plenty of pitching out there too, but whether it be trade or free agency. Um, 
One name I saw pop up today, potentially another, another one coming out of the A's. We start, we heard about Samarja, and I'll ask you about Samarja in a second. But uh, Scott Cashmere is potentially available. Um, like you said, David Price could potentially be coming here. But Scott Price is another one who's out there who was pitched in the ALA. So you saw her with the Rays. He's kind of becoming himself again out there in Oakland. If they're willing to get rid of him, what do you think it'll take? I know you know prospects pretty well. What do you think it'll take out of the Red Sox system to get Cashmere if he'd be a good fit at all? Oh, um, I would stay away from Cashmere, to be honest with <laughs> you. But uh, um, I, I, I followed him when he was on the Mets, and then when he went over to the Rays, he can't stay healthy. I mean, lately he's been a little better. Um, I, I – you know, it's going to take. It's not going to take big. You can package off two prospects for him, two lower tier prospects. No, no one really great. If you give up one good prospect, they'll hand them over with their eyes closed. I think they're willing to to let him go. So I mean, it won't take much to get him. I just think Boston isn't. I don't. I don't think that they're going to be settling for something like that. This year they settled a little, and with the injuries and stuff, I think that it set them back. I think they want sure things this year. I think you're going to see a lot more top near tier guys than, than guys like it. You might see him come over just in case someone gets hurt to do a bunch of different things, but I just feel them going after more big names. Uh, another one to be rumored, not a big name, but I'm going to go at him at, as I'm hearing things. Um, Justin Masterson, obviously once a Red Sox, traded away, had success in Cleveland, and then didn't really pitch much for St. Louis when he got traded there. Red Sox have talked to Masterson, and there is interest there. What do you think Masterson would require? Not really require, but just what do you think his going rate would be? And do you think the Red Sox would be good to bring him in as a lower end starter in the end of the rotation? Now that's a little different. I, I when it comes, you know, with me, it comes to young guys and guys that are in the minors and stuff like that. I'm, I'm into that more. So, like someone like Casimir that's been around to a guy that, like man, that Justin that it hasn't been around. I mean, he's young still. Uh, he has a lot more to use for his arm. He's not always injured. I thought he had a good year until he went to um, to St. Louis. I think he he kind of got a little rough over there. But um, yep. I I would I would trade for him. I would do that if I was Boston. And you know I think that he would come over and he would uh he would help them out, especially as a fifth starter, maybe a spot starter, and out of the, and going to the bullpen as long as he leaves. I would take him because if a guy gets hurt, he could go right in there. And I'm thinking you could probably trade. You know, like like a like a like a Wendell Rojas, Rios, um, maybe yep. a uh, um, you know maybe a Travis Shaw type of guy, you know, mm-hmm. top twenty prospect, like an eighteen or I think like they're like eighteen and seventeen or something like that. And your prospect list, I'm not sure. Um, seen those guys play, pretty good prospects, but they're so far down the the toll for Boston and when Boston's another team that likes to bring in free agents, those those guys that are fourteen to twenty in prospect list, especially if there's pitching, are gonna take a little longer to get up there for Boston. So you could get rid of a guy like like Wendell and um Travis and not have to worry about it, you know, for now. So we get a guy like like Justin that's proven that's what I would I would do that. Yeah, I, I like the idea of Master coming back, especially the way you're talking and the way we're all thinking is they're going to spend through the nose, hopefully for starters at the top of the rotation. It'd be a great fill for the back end, also bolstering their bullpen. Um, another Red Sox, another player who's been linked to the Red Sox, but doesn't seem like he's going to be coming here, but I want to get your thoughts on the Jeff Samarja situation because potentially he's going back to the White Sox, going to the White Sox, back to Chicago because he played for the Cubs previously. Um, what do you think of Samarja 
do you think the Red Sox should push any harder to go after him, or do you think it's worth just letting him go to the White Sox and do his thing? Is it really worth him at all? Is he worth the money he's probably going to get? I, I think he's a National League pitcher. I don't think he's yep. um, an American League pitcher. Um, the White Sox are, are desperate. They're going to give him the money to have him come over there because of his name. I don't think he's I, I don't think he's Boston material. If you if they, like, I'm not a Red Sox fan. I'm really not too much of an ML. I, I like a lot of MLB teams, but um, but I understand that Boston is is like the Yankees. It, it, there, there's a tradition there. There's a type of player there. Actually, Boston's different from the Yankees. Boston has those blue collar, hard nosed, great eighty type players. Play hurt, play dirty. Not dirty in a sense of cheating, like dirty, you know, with ripped pants yep. and and things like that. And they that's the type of player they have, and I, that's what I respect. They're like the Cardinals, and Samaj doesn't fit them. They need a guy that, you know, like Lester, you know, a class act type pitcher that that will just get in your face. Um, you know, David Price, you know, Shields, a workhorse pitcher that's going to give you innings. That's the type of guy Boston. Wants and uses like Kurt Schilling. Remember when he was playing hurt, bleeding from a sock yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the player Boston always had in their organization all the time. No more. Everybody. And bringing a small. I don't look at Samadra as that. I look at Samadra more as a pretty boy type guy, more of a, a Yankee, maybe a Met, you know, type of thing like that. You know, not to put those teams down, just different type of atmosphere in their locker room. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I'm not a big fan of him. I look at his stats. His stats are very average, and that's a National League, so. I can only imagine what he throw. He's going to throw at the White Sox. Can't imagine it's going to be too pretty. Um, other news, obviously the winter meetings have begun. They're underway. But I want to get your thoughts just because it's kind of a, it's kind of an intriguing story. Dan Duquette, who is currently the GM of the Orioles, wants out and wants the Blue Jays' job. He wants to go run the Blue Jays. And uh, obviously he's been commenting, saying, oh, we're intrigued by the Orioles and we're going to see what's going on. But he does he has come out and, and through reports, and et cetera, that Dan Duquette wants the Blue Jays' job. Do you think it's fair of him to want to leave? I mean, obviously you can change chapters. Theo Epstein did it with Boston. Obviously he had a riff at ownership here, but he wanted the Cubs job. He went and got it. Are you okay with Dan Duquette wanting out of Baltimore? Um, he's smart. Um, and the reason why I say yeah. that is, is because um, Baltimore is not going to win for a long time. They, they, they have a very, very, very short window there. It's going to close very fast. They were lucky last year to win that division to do what they did. Um, Boston's going to come back. The Yankees ain't going to be down forever. Tampa Bay isn't a bad team. I know they had a bad year last year, but they, they played a different type of baseball second half of the season. They got great prospects. I see a ton of them. Um, and, of course, you got the Blue Jays, which have a good minor league system, and they have some players, and they're willing to spend money. So, And now Baltimore's losing everybody. They lost their best hitter. They um their pitching is always suspect. Sometimes they find people that have a have a year that just they go nuts, and the next year they can't get anybody out. It's time. You could see you could pick out certain teams and say it's time. It's time. If I get out now, I'll look good. If I stay here, my stock's going to drop. So if he goes to Toronto, they're willing to spend money. They have a good core. They have some minor league players that I like a lot. So he's smart. He's not stupid. Do I agree with what he wants to do? Everybody has a has every. I mean, if we did it in our jobs, we would do it to benefit ourselves. So you can't yep. chug, you can't rip up a guy to benefit, you know, that wants to make himself better, you know, because we all want to do it. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that one. I think that at this point, it's, he's kind of lost his course on that one. I think he got all of he could out of Baltimore, and realistically, this year is probably his peak. I don't think it's going to get any better for him in Baltimore. Um, 
I have one more thing I want to ask you. It's kind of more general. Just what do you think is going to be the biggest move that will happen at the winter meetings this year, whether it be Matt Kemp being traded, Justin Upton uh, potentially being traded, um, besides, besides Lester signing somewhere, because that's more of less just leaked into the winter meetings. What do you think will be the biggest move that's going to happen in the next few days? Uh, I think there's going to be two of them. I think um, the Marlins are going to make a big, big move in the next couple of days. I actually have big feelings on that. I think there's going to be some big prospects traded with the Marlins over. To They're going to get a starter, and I know they're going to push for Alan Craig. Um, they're probably going to get him, too. Um, I, I really believe that. Uh, I think that you're going to see Discafani, maybe Nicolino. Um, you're going to see someone like a V, Sergey Rosa, and uh, Mark Canna. Those type of guys are going to be packaged up. Maybe even Nathan Hallby and sent over for some some big time first baseman. They're gonna they're gonna put out you know Alan Craig at first, and then they're gonna they're gonna go after a big time pitcher. And well, don't be surprised if it's Shields. Don't be surprised if it's if it's Lester. So uh, that I think those would be the, I think it's gonna shock people because the Marlins are spending money all of a sudden. So it's uh it's one of those things. But I think Boston is gonna walk away a winner. You know they're gonna have a, a good team to put on the field. I think um, the Giants are, are going to be okay. I think they're going to they're going to show that they could still put fight in there. I, I like Cincinnati doing a couple of things too, and um, I also think um, that uh, the Braves ain't done either. I think they're going to you know get rid of more, which a lot of people are like, what's going on over there? But the Braves always find a way to win. They, every if the Braves call me up and say they want to get rid of some a star, I'm double guessing why they want to trade him to me. Because it never works out the other way. They always get rid of people at the <laughs> right time, that team. They're always. Tom Glavin, uh, everybody. Everybody they get rid of, it's always at the right time. And and they always have the guy they bring back, is, is or they get, end up being good. Now, the only one that threw me off was Jason Haywood. But again, the Braves, just, you just can, they're, like the, they're like the Patriots, man. Every year, you think the Patriots ain't going to be good. And, and they... They find a way to be the best team in football, so it's just the Braves are the same way. Yeah, Braves always are in a class act. They they know when to deal with. They know when their teams up, and they know when their times up for players. So definitely keep an eye out. Frank Conti again from Twenty Seven Outs podcast producer and host. His Twitter handle is at Frank Conti thirteen. Frank, I appreciate you coming on and joining us. Uh, and definitely don't be a stranger to come on and talk around with us again here on Red Sox Beat. Uh, I appreciate your time and enjoy the rest of your day and the winter meetings, of course. Thank you. All right. Again, that was Frank Conti, producer and host of the uh, 27 Outs podcast. Good stuff with his minor league prospects. Again, his Twitter handle is at FrankConti13. Um, before we get out of here, Nate, um, I really one storyline that kind of is kind of get, taking a back burner to all these rumors and these reports, but I think it's kind of a one, especially here in the AL East, it's kind of one we should hit on. Um, Dan Duquette wanting out of Baltimore per the reports and really – being interested in the Blue Jays' job and really wanting the Blue Jays' job. Um, I, I'm all for it. I mean, the, the way this offseason's been going, Joe Madden kind of creeping out of here and going to the Cubs. Uh, obviously, we've seen this before. Um, obviously, Theo didn't really like ownership here, and that was kind of the reason, but Theo left and got his job at the Cubs. So I'm okay with it. I think Dan Duquette sees the writing on the wall for the Baltimore, this Baltimore team, losing Mark Hakis, losing um, Nelson Cruz, not going to be good as good as they were last year. And, and, of course, now Toronto being on the rise again and potentially trying to figure out a way to stay consistent throughout the entire year. I like it. 
Yeah, I mean, I don't mind it, but, uh, you know, I've learned to stop underestimating the Baltimore Orioles, as I've done tre- <laughs> tremendously over the past couple years, you know, writing them off. But, you know, when I look at Baltimore, as funny as it sounds, I think this team is going to be carried by their pitching this year, you know. They're going to have Wheaters coming back behind the plate, you know, one of the best catchers in baseball. You know, another year for Tillman, uh, Chen Norris. Those guys are going to improve. You know, Gosman is a very, very, very talented young guy. And, you know, their lineup, you know, they're going to have the core of their lineup back. You know, uh, Davis, Machado, Hardy, and Weeders, and Adam Jones, you know, those are five very good hitters. And, you know, expect the Orioles to go out and, you know, add another bat. You know, it could be anyone. You know, there's so many options out there for Baltimore, you know, sort of when they signed Nelson Cruz, you went, well, Baltimore, you know, you were expecting Cruz to sign with the big name team, but, you know, there's uh, Jed Lowry still out there, could fit, Estrubal Cabrera, Alex Rios, uh, Colby Rasmus, you know, Michael Morse, you know, look for them to sign one of those guys who they can bring in for one or two years, typical Baltimore Orioles contract, and who can give them that production. And as soon as they... As soon as they uh, get that guy, you know, they'll be right back on the map. And I I do just see them signing one of those veterans. Uh, I don't know what your take on it is, but I, I'm not going to write them off quite yet. No, I, like I, like you said, I, I have completely done with writing off the Baltimore Orioles, regardless of what the situation looks like. Um, I picked them to win the division a couple of years ago. They didn't come close. And then after that, I was like, okay, they're better than they look. They're not as good as they look. In the last couple of years, they've proved me wrong, especially this past year. Um I don't think anyone could have predicted what happened to the Red Sox in the AL East this year. Um, and then until it started really happening as quickly as it did. But I kind of agree. I think the Orioles are going to get underestimated now, especially if Duquette leaves. But um, I don't I don't put them anywhere. Obviously, this year they might take a step back just because of the players they might lose. But I wouldn't let, put them as far down as people might uh, moving forward. Um, that being said, it's it's been it's going to be a crazy offseason. Obviously, we'll have you covered here on Red Sox Beat. Uh, fans, I just want to remind you that after months of anticipation and hard work, our app is available now. CLNSRadio.com uh, backslash iOS free or CLNSRadio.com backslash Android. Obviously, you can go on your smartphones and get on the Android Google Play Store or the Apple uh, App Store. So you'll go on there. It's good stuff. You get all the post-game shows and podcasts we do up there as well. So uh, definitely go check it out. Um, Nate, we got a lot to talk about next week probably as well. Uh, some Leicester news breaking today. Good news there for us. Bad news for us, possibly for Red Sox fans. Uh, Red Sox potentially are out of the John Lester sweepstakes, according to reports from Ken Rosenthal. Um, other reports saying that his agent said that was absolutely not true. So we'll see. Expected to make his decision Tuesday afternoon, morning-ish. So we'll see what happens. Expecting Lester to meet with Red Sox representatives Monday evening. One final pitch. Going to give him the last chance, I'm assuming. Um... So we'll see what happens there. Other big news, of course, happening around Major League Baseball. Of course, stay with CLNS Radio, uh, Red Sox team here on Red Sox Beat, and we'll definitely keep you updated on that. Uh, go out on Twitter and Facebook. We'll have everything updated there as well. So keep track there. Um, that being said, we are out of time for this week. Nate, I'm glad you could come back and join me this week. I'm glad you were, your schedule allowed you to join me. Other than that, I'm going to have to say a bit everyone a great adieu for the week. Uh, this is Red Sox Beat here on CLNS Radio, again, with Nathan Rollins. I am Jared Scally. Enjoy winter meetings, and we'll talk to you next Monday, where hopefully a lot more has gone down since then. Stay tuned and enjoy.